You are listening to football and fluff and other stuff. Where we talk a lot of football, a lot of sports, and a little bit of fluff. Word play of the day. It's time for the cover three question. I'm the football. And I'm the fluff. This is football and fluff. This podcast is a venue where we discuss sports and it's fluff. We're your co-host. I'm Hank. And I'm Trey. I'm the football. And I'm the fluff. Word play of the day brought to you by Fluff. Word play of the day, track and field. Track and field is a collection of sporting contests based on the universal human athletic skill of running, jumping, and throwing. Occurring within the central space of an oval running track or on the track itself, the competition that makes up track and field meets are some of the oldest sports in history and remain the core competition of the Summer Olympic Games. Track and field. Wordplay of the day. Ball and Fluff family, welcome to the show, Larry Rencher. How are you, sir? Hey, how you doing? Doing pretty good, doing pretty good. First of all, as we were talking uh, off mic, right. we are appreciative that you've taken the time out to come to the show, and I'm so glad to have you on the show. Exactly. Uh, I, hey, man, it, it was more than an honor, you know, um, because I, you know, I was more than you know i was well aware of you know you getting your podcast started off and everything and and uh and as you said i'm you know working on a project myself and um you know you being more tech savvy and everything it's it's, it's definitely been it's definitely been a roller coaster on, on this side so. <laughs> <All right. laughs> let's just get right into this uh tell okay. the family where you're from Okay, uh, I'm originally from Warrensville Heights, Ohio. It's uh, it's a suburb right outside of. I don't even say right outside. It's it's practically you know depending on where you live at. One side of the street can be Cleveland. That's right. Other side can be Warrensville Heights. So um, so basically, it's right outside of Cleveland. It it's pretty much a, a predominantly black, um, you know working class um suburb you know very sports very sports oriented uh i was i was looking at some stuff um you know before i i came on and um you know we have a state basketball championship back in uh 1999 yes sir uh our foot the football program has you know, produce talent, you know, to go to, you know, Ohio State, Wisconsin, okay. Iowa, you know, a lot of, you know, pretty much all those Big Ten programs. Um, and track, uh, we have um, 
a former student, um, Ramon Johnson, he holds the, the state long jump, jump record of, uh, 20, 25 feet, nine and a half inches. Uh-huh. So, you know, like I said, it's a very sports, sports oriented city. Um, you know, a lot of beautiful people there, you know, I, you know, that's where that's born and raised. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. So. Yes, indeed. Warrensville Heights, Ohio. You guys have uh wasn't uh Brad Sellers the mayor there, or is he still the mayor there? Yeah, he he's the mayor. Uh it's fun, funny you mentioned him. Um you probably know more than I better than I would. Uh he played for the Ohio Bulls. State. Yeah, the Bulls. Yeah. Well, for, first well, when he grew up in Warrensville, uh went on to play at Ohio State. Mm-hmm. From there, I, I believe he was, dra- he was drafted by the Bulls, right? That's correct. Drafted by the Bulls, spent some time with them. Uh, I'm not sure if he was part of any of the, the three-peats. I'm not uh, sure on that. I, yeah. I, I'm not sure. I, I'll probably have to look that up. But yeah. uh, currently, he's the he's the mayor. Indeed, indeed. And, and we'll try to get him on the show at some point. But today, right. we are talking to... Larry Rencher of Warrensville <laughs> Heights. So tell the family, uh, how did you get started in track and field? What, what, how, how did that start? Well, you know, growing up, I, you know, growing up during the nineties, you know, anybody who grew up during that time, time period, you know, we, st- we stayed outside. So every day was pretty much, the Olympic Games, you know, everybody was racing to see who was the fastest, who the strongest, who can throw the furthest, who can, you know, hit the ball the furthest. So, you know, that that love for competition was always there. Um, I, I remember my my grandfather. He, uh, when anytime my uh, grandmother would send him to the grocery store for, you know, to go pick up a couple things, the the grocery store is probably maybe a mile, mile and a half from the house. So, you know, so instead of driving, he would, he would just jog up there just to, just to get some cardio in. Wow. And I, I think once I got to a certain age, you know, I was like, Hey, can, can I go too? <laughs> and I'm like, I want to go. And uh, he would tell me, he would, he would tell me straight up. He was like, I'm not walking. Mm-hmm. He's like, I'm walking back, but I'm not walking up there. And, <laughs> You know, and I would just jog along. Well, I wasn't jogging along with him. He, he'll leave me, you know, he'll, <laughs> he'll leave me, you know, 20 meters, 20 meters behind. But, you know, I would still hold my own. So um, from there, I, you know, like I said, the, the competitiveness was always there. And, you know, I was, I, I guess I had, you know, from a young age, I had a nice little, you know, I was introduced. I realized I, I had a lot of endurance and everything. So yes, um, the sport was actually introduced to me some during the Summer Olympics, 1996. Nice. Okay. Um, Michael Johnson. Indeed. Michael Johnson. He, um, I mean, the brother was cold. Um, that, that year he set the, he set the record in the 200. Um, I believe it was nineteen three two at the time, mm-hmm. um, which was now broken by obviously Usain Bolt. Indeed, um, he won a gold in the two hundred, four hundred, and the men took home the gold in the men's four by four. 
And I remember, I believe it was the 200 when he had, I think it was 200, he had the gold spikes on. That's right. And man, and, and, and all I can remember, like, all you can see was just the light bulbs from the cameras just flashing as he was coming down the, la- the last uh, little bit of the 100. And I was just like, man, like, who like who is hit who is that guy and <laughs> and how can I play that sport? <laughs> exactly. You know, like I was just I, I I I think I fell in love with it at that at that point. At that you point. Know, yeah. Like it, it it drew my curiosity. It's like how how can I run? I want to do that. Indeed. So. Indeed. Is that uh about the time you were what, junior high? Oh no, I I was still a youngin'. Um well nineteen ninety six Actually, that was probably ninety six a year be- a year before middle school. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, because I don't think looking back on it, I mean, um, there weren't too many you know youth track and field programs in that area at the time. Um, I, I don't I don't recall too many, ever hearing too many people saying, "Oh, you know, I run for this youth track club." So. You know, it, it it was predominantly football and you know basketball and that stuff. So, mm-hmm. um, indeed. So I I really didn't start running until seventh grade. Um, what's funny is, you know, you you go to a predominantly black schools, so everybody's a sprinter. <laughs> well, everybody everybody wants to be a sprinter, but for some reason. I always known that I'm like, I can be a, you know, a distance guy. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I wasn't necessarily looking to run the hundred or because, because everybody, everybody wants to run the hundred. It's, you know, I, everybody wants to be the hundred meter champ. So the <laughs> fastest man in the world. So, um, you know, like I said, I, I knew I had stamina, you know, and good endurance. So, um, I believe once I started running on the the middle school level, I just immediately said, Hey, I, you know, I'm a distance guy. So, Mm -hmm. um, and what's funny is, you know, you on a distance team at a predominantly black school, it might be on five of (laughs) y'all running in the group. So, (laughs) you know, it's like, like, okay. So, um, I, I, I took my lumps early. Um, I mean, man, you know, it track in middle school is only maybe three months. Indeed. Uh, you know, it's not a lot of time to, you know, to figure a lot of things out. So you, it's kind of like a whirlwind season. You kind of get thrown in there and you just figure everything out on the go. Um, I think my first, I believe, I remember my first race was the 1600 meter, 1600 meter run um, on a, on the collegiate level, it's pretty much the 1500. Um, yes. I, I don't know why they, I guess that's more the, they call it the metric mile, whatever the case might be. But, uh, that was my first race. And, and I, I remember coming in dead last. <laughs> okay. Dead last. And, mm-hmm. um, and majority of the majority of the people on my team were sprinters and, Man, they were they were out there killing it. So, you know, you see you see those guys out there doing their thing, and then you know you getting your advantages. Covid dead last. It's like, like man, that's tough. 
But, you know, I, I, I didn't really I didn't really let that discourage me. You know, I just was like, all right, you know, it is what it is. Because not who else is going to go out there and run four laps? Right. Exactly. You know, no, one, no one else was doing it. So, yeah. um, yeah. I, honestly, I kind of I kind of became like the lone soldier in the distance events. Um, the, the only two events that um, they do on a middle school level for long distance are the, the 800 meter run, which mm-hmm. is two laps. Mm-hmm. And the 1600, which is four. And I did both of them. Okay. So, um, you know, I, I, I've had some, you know, um, I'm not going to say I had much success that first year, but it was a learning experience. You know, people fail to realize how, man, track is a very technical sport. Yes. You know, like, you know, when I tell people you have to learn how to breathe. When you run, you know, they kind of look at you like, what do you mean you have to learn how to breathe? Like, mm-hmm. it's it's a rhythm. You know, you got to learn. You got to get yourself into, you know, get a breathing pattern. You got to build into a rhythm. Um, and, and, and honestly, those are things on the, the middle school level. You kind of like. You don't really understand. You just, you know, you're just out there just trying to run. Right. And, you right. know, finish your race. So, you know, those. um those, those more technical things, um, I, I really didn't don't, didn't start to click until I moved on to the high school level. Once I started to get better coaching, so I'm glad you said that because uh, our past guest, our last guest, actually, we talked about how we didn't have and, and she didn't have the the technical skill set instilled in her, and and, mm-hmm. and and we were all a product of inner city schools. Right, we just balled. Right, right. We just went right. out and 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 did that, and right. so I can only imagine. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying we didn't get all that technical stuff: how to breathe, right? How to uh, cross over around the back, left hand, yeah, um, jab step left, you know, set up block retreat. Right. We didn't get all that. We just right. balled, right? And so, and I can, yeah. I, I, so I can relate to what you're saying there. So yeah. the middle school, which which middle school did you go to in Warrensville? Uh, it, there's only one middle school, um, Warrensville Heights Middle. Okay. Um, I ran both years. You know, took my it, it and and every 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 track meet was a learning experience. Mm-hmm. You know, I learned what to do, um, especially as a young distance runner. You know, you um, I, I learned this the hard way. Some you know sometimes as a distance runner you think you you would think that if I start out slow I'm finish fast and that's far from the case you know because <laughs> um, you don't realize you you use just as much energy trying to run a slower pace as you would trying to run a fast pace Got so um, you know I learned I learned that quickly um, it like I said I, I didn't really have a lot of success. At that level, um, but I enjoy, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed yes. the, you know, for some reason, I, call me crazy. I enjoyed it. Exactly, exactly. So, so once I moved on to the to the next level, you know, working hard wasn't an issue for me because I'm like, listen, I don't been through the gauntlet already. So <laughs> just just let me have it. So you get um, over to Warrensville High School. Yes, sir. So your transition from junior high to high school. Tell us what that was like. Oh, uh, so 
So seeing that I was in a, a division, uh, you know, we we played against other suburban schools. So, you know, we would we would get a we would uh, come across a lot of the predominantly white schools who had, you know, top of the line, you know, distance programs and stuff like that. And you, you know, you running against God, they they got watches on, you know, they out there counting the laps and stuff like that. I'm looking like, I'm like, oh, okay, they serious, serious. So, <laughs> <laughs> so it, it it's definitely intimidating. These guys know how to warm up, you know, they knew how to warm up properly. Um they knew, you know, um, they knew how to stretch. They um they knew how to run, you know, run out of certain lanes. They knew how they know how not to get boxed in. They know how to breathe properly. They just, you know, it, it was I was running against more disciplined runners. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So uh my first year, um, of course, you know, I Keeping my ego in check was no problem. I I went went straight to the distance squad. Like, hey, what's up? You know, what's up, guys? I'm part of the family now. So, um, on a high school level, the level of coaching was, you know, definitely improved. Um, I think what the issue was, I I didn't run indoor track. Um, indoor indoor season in Ohio is like, man, it's rough. I didn't know uh, there was such a thing as indoor track in Ohio. I'm sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> it definitely is. Um, a, a lot of schools, um, there, there's usually a big track meet down at Ohio State. They usually yes. do a high school meet for, uh, you know, the indoor athletes. Actually, I think a few years ago, they actually do states now. Okay. Um, for indoor. For indoor. Um, okay. Not a few years ago. It, it's... It's, it's been a while from, um, if I'm not mistaken. So, but uh, back then, indoor season was rough. I mean, you you pretty much practicing in the hallways. Yes, that I is mean, a fact. I mean, great, great, great bit of history there because we did practice in the hallways. Yes, in the hallways. I mean, it. You talk about difficult. Um, I mean, a lot of guys really didn't make it, you know, the whole season, um, you know, because running on out. I mean, guys were out there in basketball shoes trying to do a whole track practice in a hallway. So, you know, guys were getting shin splints and all types of stuff all over the place. Um, uh, I didn't run, like I said, I didn't run indoor in my ninth grade year. So, um, so once outdoor came around, um, you know, I was a little bit behind everybody else. So uh, by, time, by the end of the season, you know, I had ran a few, got a few tr- uh, track meets under my belt. Um, I think my freshman year was the first time I I went sub five minutes in a, in a mile. Okay. So, you know, I didn't win anything, but at that moment, I was like, okay, I – I seen something that I was like, okay, if I just, if I just keep at this, if I keep, you know, being consistent, you know, working out, getting my body stronger, then next year would be different. So, um, you know, I was motivated, yes, you know, and, and at that point, I think I became obsessed with the clock. 
And what I mean obsessed with the clock is um, for those who, who run track, you know, you run your event. So you get your time and you're like, okay, all right, how can I, how can I run a fast? I don't even care if it's just people don't understand. One second is man, monumental. It, monumental. <laughs> like, you know, that people are like, oh, you dropped your time by one second. I'm like, yeah, but that's, that's still big. That's the, so, that's the difference between a meat record and a world record. <laughs> right. Exactly. So that, that's when, that's when that obsession happened. I'm like, okay, I ran such and such time. Next year when we get back, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm gonna kill it. You know, that, that was my mentality. Mm-hmm. So, um, I didn't, I didn't run cross country. Um, I don't know, you know, I, at that time, I mean, I, we didn't really have a, a strong, you know, cross country program, which a lot of predominantly, I mean, that's just keep it real. A lot of, a lot of predominantly black schools don't really have a, you know, um, successful cross country program. That's right. So, um, honestly, I probably wouldn't have been interested anyway because I was still, you know, I still play football. Okay. Okay. Um, you know, I, I actually, the thing I enjoyed about football was I enjoyed working out. That was the only time I was going to be able to hit the weights. Mm-hmm. And, you know, my sophomore year came around. I played football. Um, I got str- I got a hell of a lot stronger. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I mean, because when you think about it, you at that, you know, I was still in that area where football equipment was heavy. Yes, like we indeed. Had the big pads and like all that stuff was heavy. So the way I seen it, I was getting resistance. I was getting all types of resistance training at, you know, football practice. Yes. You know, I was the only guy looking forward to run, you know, <laughs> running, you know, gases and stuff like that. Like, oh, we got to run. Cool. Let's go. Mm-hmm. So uh, that was me. And so by the time my sophomore track season came around, I mean, I was. I, I probably. I was okay for 800. I ran 800. So my freshman year, my PR was like 212. It was, it, you know, it was garbage. <laughs> so for my, my sophomore year, I think I, my season best was 202. So I dropped 10 seconds. Wow. Off my time. And I was just like, I figured it out, you know, but what I feel to realize was that um, I I was trying to turn myself into more of a meathead because I was like, you know, I I uh, equated my success with all the those football workouts. Understood. Mm-hmm. You know, so you know, if I was a sprinter, that'd have been you know a full fledged sprinter, that'd have been cool. But you know, I'm a I'm a mid distance guy, so mm-hmm. you know, it's you know, I didn't really need all that heavy lifting and all that other stuff. So, but you couldn't tell me anything. I, you know, I found a little, I found some success and I just, and I just went from there. Um, I was named that my sophomore year, I was voted uh, one of the captains and everything. So I was the one leading all the, the warm up drills and things of that nature. Okay. Um, and in the individual success that year, um, no, but like I said, I dropped 10 seconds off 10 my personal seconds. best. 
That's impressive. Whole 10 seconds. So I was so going into my junior year, I was like, hey, can't tell me anything. No, nah, like no, I was humble about it, but Absolutely. I figured, you know, I figured out that, you know, if I got myself stronger physically, you know, and fo- football really helped me. Um, same thing, junior played football, kept getting stronger. Um, I mean, my junior year started out a little rocky because uh, during that, during the summer going into that year, um, I had appendicitis. Oh, okay. Excuse me. So it actually, Excuse me. It actually ruptured inside of me. Mm. So I had to spend. I spent two weeks in the hospital, and they and they literally had to stick a tube in my nose to uh, to extract all the fluid out of my stomach oh, wow. I had built up. So that really killed a lot of my gains that I made during my summer workouts. Gotcha. So, but I was able to re- to regroup and everything, and you know, get back stronger and uh, get back in time for the. I still played football. Then football carried over into indoor season. Um, you know, we had some success at the Ohio State meet. We won a few ribbons down there. Uh, at that point, I was I was the leadoff for the four by four relay okay. and the four by eight relay. Oh wow! And I only uh, I, I don't think no I didn't I ran all relays that year pretty much. I was I was sacrificing for the team, so <laughs> I, I'm like as crazy as that sound. Like I, I really, I really didn't have an individual event that I was like truly focused on. I was just Understood. I was all about the relays with you know me and my homeboys and things like that. Like you know it was fun. Um, mm-hmm. Unfortunately, uh, fortunately that year people got hurt. You know, so uh, we didn't make it out of districts or anything. I was voted during a conference meet. We did. Um, we won. We we won the school's first first division uh, track and field championship. I was named MP, MVP of the seat of the whole league that year. Nice. Um, I think I ran. I think I ran the sixteen hundred. That uh, that meet, I I think I placed. I actually placed second. Oh, yeah. Okay, I okay. placed second. I ran like four four forty three. Wow. Uh, the I, I was never a big fan of sixteen hundred. I'm like, man, come on, man. I'm like two laps. Yeah, I give you good two laps. But four, I was just like, I I didn't run it consistently enough to to develop a a nice strategy. Um, the 800 different. The 800 was my bare bread and butter. Like I knew how to run it. I knew how to. Uh, I knew how to get out strong. Mm-hmm. Not you know not to get boxed in. Um, I knew how to get out of trouble. I you know I knew the proper. Um, depending on depending on my position in the race, I knew like okay sometimes you know I knew when to turn it on and when to turn it off and things mm-hmm. of that nature. Mm-hmm. I became real good of holding my emotions in check, okay. uh, which is something that you really have to do when you run a track and field. Because um, if you if you get if you let yourself get too overwhelmed, you know you might make bad decisions, mm-hmm. and you know that just makes for a bad race. So mm-hmm. um, I really developed that skill over time because I, I was pretty much running against 
some of the, the most of the more elite runners. Um, a lot of the track meets we went to, you know, a lot of schools that we, we ran against, you know, had dominant sprint teams and dominant, you know, distance teams as well. So it, it, it was it was fun. It was fun. Um, so tell me this. You're, you're yeah. rounding, you're round, you're running the 800. Right. You're coming off your first 400, which you have to stay in your lane. Or, or is it the first quarter? The first. Is it the first two hundred? The first. You, it depend depend on the depend depending on where you at. Some people, um, you'll be in your lane all the way the, through the first two hundred. The first two hundred. Okay. Usually typically, yeah. So what what typically is the strategy, uh, from after you complete your first two hundred? How do you get to that inside lane? Without getting tripped uh, in the spirit of the Olympics, and I and I saw a couple yeah. folks fall. They got tripped from behind. Hey, you you got to be cutthroat out there. Like, so is there a lot of elbows being thrown? A lot of po- body positioning? Absolutely, and 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 it's not it's not purposely. It's never purposely because you never want to go out there and try to you know. Mm-hmm. At least I never did, but um, yeah, you everybody's pretty much jockeying for position, and you got to be you got to be. You got to be a dog out there sometimes. And um, some people might get tripped up and, you know, they might look at you like, man, you tripped up such and such. And it was like, it's not on purpose. It's This is just the heat of the, you know, you was just, it was, I'm not going to say friendly fire, but, you know, that's just, you know, part of the beast. Um, got it. Got it. I, I, off- I don't think I ever realized how yeah. much jockeying and how much uh, people actually bump shoulders and hit elbows. Right until probably this olympics right because yeah because going back to your question when i when i used to come off that first 200 i'm only giving a little quick peek over my shoulder just to see just to see who's there and i'm i'm pretty much i'm merging i'm merging you know what i mean um and i i i've never cut off anyone's momentum because i was good at taking that ain't that pre- that pursuit angle, yes, football sir. turn. I was good at taking that pursuit angle, so you know I, I wasn't going to impede no one's progress. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I, I I got real aggressive with that. Yeah, so. it's, it's interesting you say that uh, you played football as well, and that's something that 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 is an art that pretty much is fading away because a lot of the young athletes they specialize and right. they're not multi sports athletes and and, right. and I always like when guests come on the show family members come on the show and they talk about yeah not only did I run track I also played football and right. some of the athletes played football and basketball right so, to me that's the sign of a true athlete if you can transcend to other sports your exactly. tactics and, and right. be successful there so now we are up to your senior year your right. senior year you're stronger uh, you're taller. You got more muscle. The girls are checking you out. No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> so then, tell us yeah. about your senior year and uh, the successes you had there. All right, um, senior year, um, I didn't come out for football. I was like, you know what? Um, I had the proper leg speed. I always, I, I had the proper leg speed to be successful at the eight hundred. I just felt like I needed the base, the the endurance 
basically basically the endurance needed to maintain my foot speed over a longer you know amount you know okay of the 800 so i was like listen um we were coming and mind you we coming off an eight and two season just missed the playoffs i'm like hey i'm running cross country so uh and unfortunately you know we really didn't have a um a top-notch cross-country program but i made the best of it um you know uh that 3.1 miles lord <laughs> it it was a beast um I, I i had a pretty decent season um i think i'm i think i ran like a 18 1831 okay which is you know it's pretty cool but I, you know my intentions were to get stronger i wasn't looking to you know try to compete you sure, know sure. you know like on the state level or anything like that uh, going into the track season, I decided to focus more. I was like, listen, I just want to do the eight. Just okay, eight, so you transitioned you know. from a 1600 meter runner to 800. Uh, you're primarily eight, yeah. Okay, and I was just like, listen, you know, uh, I, I'll do the relays, but I'm like, you know, I, I really wanted to focus on the eight. Okay, um, so I focused more on the eight, you know, um. I don't think I cracked two minutes under two minutes indoors, which is fine. I mean, because you know the way indoor track is set up is it's yeah it, it's hard. It, it was just it, it was it was rough, but um, yeah, tight turns, high banks, yeah, right, yeah. right. Um, so indoor, I was healthy. Um, going into outdoor, you know, um, I was always real meticulous about you know recording my progress over the season. I didn't want to see any too you know drastic dips as far as like running a good time, yes, and sir. then you know um, running things slower than that the next week. I was like, listen, I need I need consistent progress. Mm-hmm. So um, oh, trying to remember back. Um, Successful season. I'm, you know, I'm not gonna bore you with all, you know, every last detail, but no, it, it was um, going into districts. You know, I was probably one of the top leading five going into the, you know, district meet. Won my district, made it to regionals, uh, placed fourth at the regionals to make it to division two, division two um, track meet. Okay. At that time, they was holding in Dayton because they were still finishing the horseshoe. That's right. I remember. Right. <laughs> right. Uh, funny that you mentioned getting elbowed. We had the state championship meet. Man, nervous. You know, probably one of the biggest crowds I ran in front of. Um, getting the race. You know, I, I, I really didn't feel... I was a little, little off a little bit because I, I didn't go through my full warm up because, okay. you know, the track is not accessible at this, you know, state meet as it is, you know, during any other, uh, you know, like your typical track meet, you know, so you got to kind of like find a little area off to yourself to get, you know, your warm ups in. But uh, we get in the race, got a good start. Um, after the first lap, I was probably in, I was probably in the top five. So uh, at the start of the last 300, I tried to make my move. And, you know, like I said, I'm real aggressive. So 
I don't, I don't have no issue with coming out into the second or third lane just to move around anybody because that you know I was I was real bold. So um, as I'm trying as I'm trying to come out into lane two, I catch an elbow right to the gut. Oh, ah, ah. So um, I, I mean I didn't go down, but you know it was enough to slow my progress. Uh, okay, you know a good a good you know a good amount. Uh, it knocked me back to eighth, and you know I finished finished racing eighth. You know, placed eighth in Division Two. You know, got me a medal, st- stood on the podium. Uh, right after, right after, right after uh, after the race, I met my uh, track and field coach, uh, my collegiate track and field coach at the time. Okay, I was going to ask you uh, your yeah. senior year. Yeah. Uh, now that you're uh, starting to pile up the successes that colleges start coming in and recruiting you for track. Yeah, I was starting to get a little attention from, you know, not the small, what well, you can say smaller schools, like the division two programs and stuff okay. like that. Fen- Finley, uh, Tiffin, um, some of the community colleges, you know, around the area and stuff like that. Um, even as far south as because we had uh, our coaches had connections with Arkansas Pine Bluff. Okay. School down there. Mm-hmm. Yes, but I was like, I didn't want to go that far. Um, quite honestly, I for some reason I don't know if I really put too much thought into running on the collegiate level, honestly. Um, I was just enjoying the process of um, me against the clock, pretty much me against myself. So. Indeed, indeed. So yeah. you you finish up your 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 high school career at mm-hmm. Warrensville Heights High School. Shout out Warrensville Heights, yes, sir. You then transition into college, right? And, and tell us what college you ended up deciding to go to. A shout out to the the Tiffin Dragons. At, at the time. When I got recruited there, they were really, really building up the program. Um, I think at this point, and, and I was back at back in 2000, 2003, 2004. Um, I think, oh, my God, they're going to kill me. But I think at this point, I think they have two Division II national championships. Okay. So they, they have a lot of, they experience a lot of success right now. Shout out to Coach Crory. Nice. Um, yeah, I, re- I ran. Uh, I received a partial scholarship for them, and that was mainly due in part to I really, basically, I didn't um, fulfill my obligations as a student all the way. Okay, I was a smart young man. No doubt lazy, about it. A, a lazy student. Okay. Um, I did enough to keep me eligible. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So um, that that was that was one of my biggest downfalls. I, I was just like, listen, I'm on some eligible. Um, mm-hmm. I, I probably waited. I think I I did wait too long to try to get serious about my grades, and that was you know mm-hmm. going into my junior senior year. I was like, oh man, I got a chance to go to college. So at that point, you know, uh, it damaged from like my freshman and sophomore year. Mm-hmm. 
you know, it was too much. And I was just like, okay, you know, it is what it is. So here, here's, um, here's why, here's why this part of the story is, is so, um, has such an impact mm-hmm. on this audience because so many students can, can, right. can relate to exactly what you're saying. Freshman right. and sophomore year, I just kind of, kind of went along, kind of stayed eligible. And then yep. I realized yep. that I can go to college. Yep. And then all that damage that happened from freshman and sophomore year, that's hard to yep. recoup your junior and senior year. Exactly. It's it, hard it to recoup. It don't matter. You can get a 4.0 those last two years. That's right. It, you know, and, yeah. and, and, and I shot myself in the foot because of that. Mm-hmm. And so that first year, that first year going to college, I had, I was coming in red shirting already. Exactly. Man. <laughs> exactly. Man. So, and, but, so, so the, but for the family, so that you know, it's mm-hmm. not because you weren't academically capable because right. we're talking to a man at, at this point in his life who has a master's degree. Right. So right. we want the family to know that as well, but go ahead with the Tiffin experience from Warrensville Heights to <sighs> Tiffin. Man. What was that transition like? Okay. So like we stated earlier, um, you know, a lot of today's generation don't really, they don't multi-sport no more. No. So, you know, I was used, I always used to, you know, running tracks and seasons, you know, football, indoor, outdoor, then over in the summer was yours. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, I think, I think I had a hard transition with that. Um, Cause when you, when you're on the collegiate level, the, your season, the, it's the whole year. Oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> it's, it's the whole year. So a week before school, I had to report to cross country camp. I'm like, Camp, I'm like, you know, in my Allen Iverson voice, camp practice. You're talking about <laughs> practice. <laughs> so you know, and we not at school. We in the middle of the country somewhere. We running up hills and up the sides of mountains and all types of stuff. And I'm not used to that. You know, I wasn't used to that type of workload. Um, and you know, and on the collegiate level. Your teammates aren't, your, you know, your teammates are, if not as good as you or better. Yes. You know what I mean? Yeah. So now you like, oh, man, like now you got to deal with that. Like every day is a battle in practice compared to when you, you know, you in high school, when you be, when you the top dog, you like, man, you know, I got this. You know, you, you lead in every, you lead in every rep. You frozen every, you know, session and whatever it might be. And, you know, once you make it to that next level, you like the bottom, you know, you on the bottom of the total pole. And it's like, <laughs> oh, man, this don't feel good. <laughs> yeah, you, you're dealing with juniors and seniors who've been in the program. <laughs> right. And, and it's like literally like, yeah, what's up, scrub? <laughs> <laughs> like, you the scrub now. So um, it, it, it was a learning experience. And. I wasn't the best, you know, first year in college. I wasn't the best with when it comes to nutrition. So I'm going, I'm eating ham and cheese omelets in the morning, coming back for lunch. You know, I, I got, I got a meal plan now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm eating, you know, pizza and cheeseburgers, 
for lunch and come back eat the same thing dinner and it's like I'm like man okay but you know when you run in you know um the goal for every week was for us to run um basically our goal was to run 40 to 50 miles a week whether that was from uh putting in your mileage on the road and from a combination of uh, the distance you run and your workout sessions on the track. Okay. So the goal was 40 to 50 miles a week for us, for us mid-distance guys. And us coming from, you know, high schools that are predominantly sprint programs, that was a huge transition for me. Yes, and I'm like, I'm like, man. So, you know, in my mind, you know, I got the I got a football player mentality when it comes to working out. So I'm in there. I'm trying to do squats, deadlifts, you know, the stuff I learned from football and that all that stuff wasn't helping me, you know, run those, you know, uh, four or five miles out there on the road and stuff like that. So uh, it it was a hard transition Mm -hmm. and academic wise. I'm still an undisciplined student. Yes. You know, I'm I'm still thinking like, oh, if I put forth just this much effort, I could still get by. Mm-hmm. And again, that's not the case. Mm-hmm. And exactly. you know, me and me being a red shirt, oh man, th- this is how difficult it was. I could I could practice, mm-hmm. but I couldn't run in the meets. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so when the team was gone on the weekends or gone for gone to Myrtle Beach for spring break i was just you know i'm just there so as the year went on practice got harder and harder because everybody else was getting stronger and stronger from running in the track meets and understood um you know things of that nature so i'm like man it 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 was pretty rough Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. it was pretty rough so you 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 run your four years uh well i i didn't i didn't make it that far you did okay. Okay. Well, tell tell the family. Yeah, you, I didn't make it that far. Um, I I'll say my second year um, experience. Like I said, I'm a partial scholarship guy. Yes. Um. So we had to pay the rest, and you know, at the time, my family didn't. We just didn't have it. So mm-hmm. you know, I had to I had to come home after that first semester of my second year, mm-hmm. and I and. Truth be told, I went into that second year on on academic probation. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I didn't I didn't take enough courses during the summer to supplement for you know some of the bad grades I had during that first my freshman you know indeed, freshman indeed. year. Indeed, here, here here's where I think the story gets. Um, it makes me it makes me proud. Now mm-hmm. the family may say, "Well, wait a minute. Well, he didn't make it." outside of his second year. Mm-hmm. But so how are you proud? This is why I'm proud because at that point, after talking to you about this and we've had many conversations right. about your journey after you mm-hmm. figured out that, Hey, my family, I can't afford to go to school. Cause at that point it's on you. Right. Then I don't have the resources to get me uh, to, to be able to stay here. You right. made a decision. Yeah. And that decision, and I may be skipping over some details, but I want the family to know there is a trend here mm-hmm. that when responsible men take on responsibility, they figure out ways 
in order for them to become responsible men. And you right. decided to join the United States military. Correct. Yes, Correct. sir. Go ahead and tell the family yeah. about that. Yeah. So, um, man, it, 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 and, and, and looking back on it, it was, it was definitely a difficult time. Um, cause it wasn't, that was around 2003, 2004. So we still in the midst of, um, you know, the aftermath of nine 11. Exactly. Um, and I think at that time we were still freshly, you know, that, you know, we were in Iraq at the time, um, Afghanistan and all those other countries. Um, so doing actually during my freshman year and my, uh, going into that sophomore year, my dad was over there. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I really, you know, I, you know, sometimes I always think like, man, would it have been different if he was, you know, back home at the time as compared sure. to, you know, if he was over there, but you know, it is what it is. But, um, yeah, I, I, I had to make a decision. Um, you know, the, cause at the time, you know, I, I knew, you know, my family wasn't going to be able to, you know, pay, you know, pay for school and everything. And, and being a full-time collegiate athlete, you know, going to work is like, <laughs> yes. I mean, you got practice, you got workouts, uh, you classes. know, classes, <laughs> you know, I mean, I'm, I'm juggling five classes and track and it's like, you know, I, don't get me wrong. If, if I could have worked, I would have, you know, if I, mm-hmm. you know, if it was able to pay, you know, pay for school, but you know, I just, just had to come home and, you know, I yes. sat, you know, so I just, you know, you come home, you know, you lick your wounds and you just figure out the next step from there. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. That's one of the things that I like about the generation that I came from and the one after mm-hmm. me, which you would be in, is right. that as men, we decided at some point that right. we got to do something. Right. And, and yes, go, go ahead. ahead. And even if that meant putting track on hold, that's that, correct. That's what I'm, I'm getting at. I was just like, that. that's what I had to do. Um, you know, I look back on it now and I'm, and I wouldn't change anything. Absolutely not. You know, yes, yes, um, yes. And, and as much as I love track, you know, um, you know, and, and, and if you ask anybody, any of my old coaches or anything like that, they would have told you like, man, you know, he's serious about it. <laughs> exactly. Know? Exactly. And, and, and even though I didn't, you know, get to run a, a, a full collegiate, you know, career, uh, the time I spent at Tiffin, man, I, you know, I loved it. Absolutely. You know? absolutely. Like I said, I mean, I, I didn't get the experience, none of the success. Um, they actually included me. Um, they have a, 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 a I guess like an alumni type club for the track team. Yes. And they, they still included me in it. Awesome. Absolutely. You put in some work. Yes. Yes. Right. Indeed. Right. Right. And, and, and then what makes us even more proud is you went and served this country. Right. Successfully in the United States Navy. And yes, I want sir. the family to know that you are a United States veteran, um, yeah. a Navy veteran. And so that's a common theme here with the guests that are on this show. Ninety <laughs> percent of the guests on this show veterans. are military veterans, okay. and, and it's not by design. Right, right, right. You know, and, and and that's the beautiful thing about I enjoyed about the military was that 
everybody you met had a story. Yes, sir. You know, every, like everybody got a story. And, and, you know, and that's why I enjoyed the most. Um, I don't mean to deviate, but um, the my bunkmate at boot camp, um, he uh, he was, you know, guy from small town, uh, Kansas. Okay. Kansas. I mean, we, we could be more different, you know, and we, you know, we talked to each other and, you know, we passed stories back and forth and we didn't always agree all the time, but, you know, the dialogue and, you know, the understanding was what made it, you know, made it that much cool, you know? Exactly. Exactly. Well, sir, we, we, we yeah. want to thank you as a family right. for your service to the United States and particularly the United States Navy. We appreciate thank you, thank you and what you've done for this country. Let's transition a little bit. Let's talk yes, a little sir. bit about this. Uh, and, and some of the families going to probably be on edge about what we're going to talk about. And we won't spend too much time on it. But I just want to get your take on the Shakari Richardson situation. We know the Olympics just finished. She didn't participate. Yeah. Uh, she had a chance that she could have participated, but the USTAF decided they didn't want her participating in the games. Um, I mean, let's get your take on that. I mean, that if she would have been able to make it, if she would have been able to make it, because I, I think let, let's start there first. Yes. Um, as we, if, if if you paid attention to any any of the sports. Um, anytime they mention the favorite, a lot of the times the favorite didn't even got either got annihilated or didn't make it to the finals didn't or whatever the case might be. There, there's no guarantees. There is no guarantee she was going to come to these Olympic games and take home the gold. Yes. Um, and, and, and I get it. Everybody's caught up in the brashness and, and you know her colorfulness, and you know her 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 bright you know vibrant uh, personality, and things yes. like that. Yes. You know, I mean, in some sports, yeah, you, you know that's cool, but man, this is track and field. Exactly. You know, you gotta earn you you gotta earn it. Exactly. You know what I mean? Exactly. And on the international level, she she hasn't done anything yet. Um, I, I would have loved to seen. I, I would have loved to seen her against the Jamaicans in the final, mm-hmm. you know. And I was just, and I get it. Um, I myself, I made a, I made a quite a few posts that you know some people seen, you know, deemed uh, controversial. And as I expressed to them, I, I'm gonna stand on that hill, and basically, I. Not only I, I felt like, you know, I held her account, you know, she should be held accountable. Absolutely. Everybody around her, her coaching, her coaches. That part. Doctor, who, everybody. That part. Everybody is that Her fault. team. Her team. <laughs> yes. And, you know, um, like I said, the young, I understand the young lady lost her, her mother, um, what, the same day, um, I, I'm sorry for butchering the details of the story, but I, I get it. The, the young lady lost her mother. I get that. Mm-hmm. Um, I keep hearing people. I kept hearing people say like, oh, yeah, she's 21, this, this and that. Whoop de whoop. But my thing is, yeah, she's 21, but she can't, you know, 
she can't conduct herself like as if a typical 21 year old would. Absolutely. Yeah, she's 21, but she's a 21 year old Olympic athlete. Correct. So her there, there's a different response, uh, a, a different set of responsibilities attached to that. That is she, correct. She, um, she, she can't eat what the typical 21 year old would eat. She can't party the way a typical 21 year old would party. She can't do none of that. Um, cause there's so much at stake, you know, um, that anyone who understands the sport, you know, it, it's, there, there, it's, there's a lot into it, you know, from your nutrition to your rest, all, all that. Um, and I myself, I, I've suffered from that level of grief yes. at the same age. Yes. Um, you know, I lost my grandmother. Mm-hmm. At the age of 21. And anybody, you know, familiar with me and my family know that was, you know, that was like my mom. Yes. So, um, you know, I get it. And the point I was trying to make was, you know, at what point, you know, we can't, you can't always run to, run to a substance to, to deal with the, you know, a certain level of grief and depression that you're dealing with. You know what I mean? Indeed. Um, that that you, you can't do that, you know, because that's that's a rabbit hole you don't want to fall down, you know, because yeah, it might start off with one little joint here and there, you know, but it, it can transition into something much more later on down the road, you know. It, exactly. I, I felt like people, you know, were so caught up in their feelings about the situation. And I mean the the IOC that I pronounced IOC right? Correct. That, Anybody familiar with the sport? No, they do not play at all. <laughs> at all. I, if, if they say they don't want salt and sugar in your system, they put it on that list. That's just the bottom line, yes. you know. And and I and I believe that too many people were making this a weed situation. This is not a weed situation. Correct. Like I, I don't have an issue with weed. You know, I mean, honestly, Correct. I feel like she shouldn't have been using it during the season. Right. You, you know, right. Um, but I, it's not that discussion. I, I'm fine with it. You know, you know, if you use it, I'm fine if you use it responsibly. Correct. You know, I, I'm not I'm not advocating for you to use any sort of substance to, to deal with, you know, like I said, certain mm-hmm. level levels of grief and depression. You know, as someone who's battled depression, I'm, I'm not going to advise anybody to do that. Absolutely. So um, that that was my that was my biggest issue, and uh, like I was telling you know I, I was making this I was trying to make this more of a mental health issue. Yes, like I was looking I was approaching it from that perspective. Like hey, like I, yeah I get it, but you know at one point, dude, you know you you always gonna need this, this is a perfect situation that shows that you need to be surrounded with people who's gonna say like hey come here. Let, let me I, talk to you for a minute. Let's talk. Let's talk. <laughs> yes. Like, let's have, like, I don't care if you cr- sit, we're going to sit here and we're going to cry together. Exactly. You need those type of people in your life. So, you know, the, the sit you down when, when they can see something is wrong. Exactly. You know, exactly. and I, I, and that just letting, you know, that just showing me that like, you know, this country has a long way when it comes to like addressing this mental health mental issue. Mental health. Correct. I you know, agree. and I, I was just so disappointed and I was disappointed in her because, like I said, you know how to, you know, the IOC. Right. 
They you know the rules. The you know the strict rules. You know it. They will drop the hammer on you. And I, I was I was kind of surprised that they it looked like they was r- really lenient on her. Um, I thought so. Thirty days. She only had thirty days. Day. Yeah. You, look. Um, take a look at Justin. G- I mean, I know it's a different situation with Gatlin, but mm-hmm. shout out Justin Gatlin. Yeah. He got suspended for seven years. Exactly. <laughs> seven <laughs> years. So, yeah. you know, they, they don't care who you are. So um, the fact that she knew what she had to lose and she did it anyway was where I, I was just part. like, no, you can't do this. That part. You yes, know, sir. Um, yes, sir. For those who don't understand track and field, you make your name on an international level. Mm-hmm. That's where you make your name. Um, I mean, I'm, I know she still got endorsements after the fact, but vaping. Okay, go ahead. I'm sorry. And, right. <laughs> I'm sorry. Any, yeah, yeah, but right. But um, you know, th- this was her. This was where her Wheaties box moment. Exactly. I was ready to go get that Wheaties box. I'm like, yeah, this girl, you know, talented, talented. Yes. You know. Yes. And, you know, like I said, you know, that, that had to be some pretty strong grief for her to say, like, you know what, I'm just going to risk it all mm-hmm. just for just for a moment, just to get away. Mm-hmm. You know? it and did. it cost it cost her a lot. Yeah, it did. It, it cost did. her, you it know, did. like people act like the, the. The, you know, the Olympics come around every this is every four years. You know, what I mean, three years from now, she might be in a whole different place where she might. She might not even have the motivation no more. Exactly. So, or the health. Or the health. Yeah. You know, yeah. Um, I hate to say, I mean, track is a young man's, well, you know, it, it's a youthful, youth, youthful sport, you mm-hmm. know? Mm-hmm. Th- this was her time to, you know, to, to set her, you know, set her name to stone. And exactly. Exactly. You know, it, it was, it was disappointing. And you know, I, I I received a lot of blowback from people saying like, "Oh, it's just we this you know this this and that." I'm like, I'm like, listen, look at you got to look at. I'm looking at the bigger picture. Exactly. So, yeah. Um, yeah. Well, we definitely appreciate your perspective on that. And again, right. I wanted to ask you that, and that was one of the things that I was looking forward to hearing your response on. But right. of course, this show was about. Warmsville Heights, Larry Wrencher. <laughs> and we want to say thank you for coming by the show. Um, oh, anytime. anytime. I'm, I'm so proud at this moment. And, 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 you know, you and I have talked many times before. Right. And so for me, this was a bucket check. This is, right, this right, is on right. my list to have yeah. you come on the show because I really, really respect, appreciate and admire your perspective. Oh, and I'm man. glad you were able to come on the football and family podcast, <laughs> or I should say football and fluff family podcast to share your perspective with the family. And we thank you for coming by. Um, tell us where we can find you on social media. Uh, on Instagram, it's King K I G underscore renter R E N C H E R. Uh, Facebook, it's just Larry Wrencher. You can find me. I believe my account is public. Um, based on my attention span, those are the only two account uh, platforms that I'm capable of using at the moment. Man, it's too many out there. 
Honduras, <laughs> right? <laughs> Honduras. So yeah, uh, Instagram King underscore Wrencher, uh, Facebook just Larry Wrencher, and you know, that's how you find me. Awesome. Also, oh, uh, shout out to that Substance Over Surface podcast. I'm, oh man, I am. See, look, I'm getting. I'm I'm trying to get better at this. Substance Over Surface podcast. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. We will be uh, listening. Hopefully, we can make an appearance on the show as well. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And we will definitely lock you in. The Football and Fluff family will lock you in uh, on your podcast as well. Oh, definitely. I'm hey, looking forward to coming back soon. Absolutely. Football and Fluff family. Warrensville Heights. <laughs> Larry Wrencher. Thank you for coming by the show. All right, thank you. Appreciate it. That wraps up this episode of Football and Fluff. Follow us on Instagram at Football and Fluff. Send us an email at footballandfluff at gmail.com. Tell us about some topics that you would like to discuss. See y'all next week.